Yeah, you're you're shoved in there. Yeah. And we knew there was going to be and, a lot of people coming And this was this. all for the experience this and is, saving ourselves roughly $60. Well, and so we could get a podcast out of it. Yeah, and, of uh, course. <laughs> The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 243. Ushguli in Georgia, the country, not the state, is the highest inhabited village in all of Europe. And it's also fun to say, Ushguli, Ushguli, Ushguli. During our two-week trip in Georgia, we had a lot of travel firsts, including the first time we ever drank homemade wine out of a five-gallon plastic jug, also the first time we've ever traveled by Mashrutka. But one of the things that was not a first was the fact that we didn't know what we were doing during our travels. And during that time when we had no idea what we were doing or where we needed to go... I had with me my Tortuga backpack, and that is not a first. My Tortuga backpack has been around the world with me. It's gone to tons of countries, and I absolutely love it. So if you're looking for the perfect carry-on-sized backpack to take with you, no matter where you're going, check out TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who is never afraid to finish the last of the craft of wine, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. I don't even know how to respond to that. I love wine. I don't, what are you referring to, like... Every day the past five days? I'm just saying, you're never shy about finishing off the uh, carafe of wine. That's kind of nice why we're here in Greece. You know, you get you, you go and you get 500 milliliters and a nice little craft. I'm usually good for like one glass and you're good for the rest of the 500 mils. Well, I offered the last glass to you. I always offer if you, you want it. You do always offer. Thank you. But I know you enjoy it much more than me. And I'm just like a one wine glass person at lunch usually you know i just like to what we're on vacation first of all <laughs> yeah here is speaking of w welcome back or hi uh it's been a while and uh that it was half intentional and half by accident that we've had a little bit of a hiatus here with the podcast the intentional part was we did want to give our chance ourselves the chance to get out and travel for travel sake some not have to do much work not do much recording or anything like that so we've gotten to go through norway the country of Georgia, and now we're sitting here in on the island of Paros in Greece, and it's beautiful, but it is windy. Yeah, about thirty mile per hour winds. Yeah, we're lucky we didn't at us all blasting day. at us. We're lucky we didn't get blown off the motorbike. The um, by accident part is the fact that the internet, believe it or not, you probably believe it, not so great in the country of Georgia. Also. Not so great a lot of places in Greece, so we haven't been able to get much stuff uploaded, things like that. Either way, sunsets, 
um, motorbike rides, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely awesome. Really cool here in Greece. But as cool as they are, that's not... It is one of the reasons we travel, of course, the beauty and all that kind of stuff. But there's kind of some other reasons that we travel. And I think that this story is going to highlight that. Yeah. And I think what you're referring to is cultural interactions. Yeah, cultural interactions. And we want to tell you this story today. We're going to kind of take you back a few weeks and we're going to tell you about our day. And and every, the reason that we travel, why we travel is highlighted in this one story. And we're telling this story for, for three reasons. One, it's an entertaining story. So we hope you uh, find it as interesting as we did too. It highlights one of our travel rules and a rule that we shouldn't break even if we want to. And during this story, we definitely wanted to break this travel rule, but we're thankful that we didn't. And three, there is this over arching moral to the story that kind of encapsulates the biggest part of why we travel and we'll touch on that so without further ado we were sitting in the uh city of tbilisi the capital of the republic of georgia we say the country of georgia officially it's the republic of georgia of georgia and we were getting we had been in tbilisi for two days at that point yeah barely two days we got in at like four o'clock in the morning we had that day the next day and then we decided to go on an epic journey through the wine country through the mountains what was it supposed to be about a six-day journey so we were starting it on this third day. In yeah, Georgia. we were getting out of the city. We were go- we had hired a driver to take us up to the to the regions that you have to have like a four by four vehicle up there. Thankfully, we did. Shout out to our boy Akko because those roads are crazy. And we will be giving you a lot of information on the Republic of Georgia in some future podcasts. So hold on to that. We'll be telling you how to do it and everything like that. It's a beautiful country. It's an awesome country. But we are getting ready to go on this trip. And I wanted to save some money, of course. Of course. And so we decided to do the first leg of the trip without the driver the first day. What we were going to do was take a mashrutka. And a mashrutka is a minibus. It is public transportation. It can get you around most of the areas of Georgia. And we were going to take that out to our first city outside of Tbilisi called Signari. And Signari is kind of in the in the heart of the wine country, and we're going to go out there on a mashruka, and we're going to find our own way to Signari. Yeah. And it seemed pretty easy. It seemed pretty easy. I mean, we're talking about public transportation that's very widely used in, in Georgia, in Tbilisi, but of course, it was not without its mishaps. Yeah. So the day starts, we wake up, we have a good old... Um, uh, good old lunch at this place. We're like, all right, it's it, we have to catch this mashrutka at 1 p.m. We've been told just to go to this one metro station. But instead of taking the metro, we had our bags with us and all. So we said, okay, instead of taking the metro, what we're going to do is we're going to get a driver because we had to go get a SIM card. We're going to get our, a taxi. A taxi, right. Yeah. So we Because we had to get a SIM card for our phone anyway. So we, we flagged down yeah. this taxi. Taxis are very cheap in Tbilisi. I mean, a couple of dollars. So we figured we, instead of hiring a driver to drive us to wine country, which was about 150 lari. About 75 bucks. If you hear lari, cut it in half. That's about how many US dollars it is. And the mashruka is... The mashruka was going to be about $3 a person. So it's going to be $6 a person instead of basically $75. So So we we figured we could splurge on the taxi. We grab the taxi. He's super nice. He takes us to the cell phone store so that we can get a SIM card for our phone. Also very cheap, $7. Again, we we won't give you too many details (laughs) because we'll give a whole, we'll do a whole podcast about it, but... I can't help but throw it in. So the taxi driver is really nice and I'm chatting with him while Trav's in the cell phone store and I'm feeling good about the situation. I'm like, okay, it's like 12.15. We don't have to get the bus till one. We're in the taxi. We're going to be at the 
you know, the metro station with plenty of time to spare. Sure. So he takes us, it takes us about 15 minutes to get there. And we, he, he asks us as he's pulling into this mess of people, there's people everywhere. Cars everywhere. We've not been in this part of the city at all. And he's asking us, is this okay? Is this okay? And people are knocking on the windows. They're saying, um, you know, they're saying, oh, Mashrutka, Mashrutka, come with us. Come. So we're like, well, we thought it'd be a little more organized. Maybe there'd be like a little ticket counter. We could buy an actual ticket for the Mashrutka. Like we thought maybe it would be a little more, yeah, more organized. Well, let me just say this. that I, Before we went to Georgia, I was reading about Georgia and about Tbilisi. And people said it feels very European. Which it does, except if you're trying to get a mashruka, then it feels like you are in like a third world country in Southeast Asia. Right. It was, yeah, back to our days in, <laughs> in Southeast Asia and Thailand. And so they're like, knock on the windows. We're like, yeah, sure, this should be fine. So we get out and they guys grab are grabbing our bags. our bags. And they're just, you know, they're telling us mashruka. And we're like, yes, we need to catch the one o'clock. But they're just hollering at us and they're grabbing our bag and telling us, this way, this way, this way, five lorry, five lorry person, six lorry person. So then they put our bags in this like station wagon that's filled with trash, literally filled with garbage bags. There's no hardly any room for our suitcases, let alone Travis and myself. Yeah, we, we obviously knew this wasn't a mashrutka and they're like, where are you going? We, we say Signari and this old guy has this car filled, as Heather mentioned, filled with trash, like filled to the brim with trash coming out the windows. And, like, and it's just what? chaos all around us. There's tons of people shouting. There's tons of cars. There's buses. So we feel like we're close to where these mashrukas are. But yet this our luggage is in a car that's backing up. And this guy is like telling us to get in the car. Right. So Heather is smart. And she's like, we're not going with this guy. Because <laughs> you would have gone with the guy. No, but I just didn't know what was happening. I was kind of like, well, he said he'll get us there. Kinda like, <laughs> I kind of wanted to. This, I was like, I wanted the situation to end so i'm like god if we get in the car i guess it ends no i was not riding two and a half hours in this car filled with trash so i saw my suitcase like backing away from me and i stopped the car and i just got our stuff and we started walking away and people are still hassling us yeah and they're yelling and they're like why are you getting like basically why are you out of here you know where are you going and and heather yeah you open the door of the car without the guy doing and you just like pulled your suitcase out i'm like oh i guess we're getting out of here pull my and we just walked away from the mayhem like we walked kind of half a block around the corner but then we had no idea where the minibuses were i mean when we say there was mayhem i mean there's just cars and people everywhere and there's nothing that looks like like an official bus outdoor markets and traffic it's a very very heavily populated part of the city but it's like the chaos part of the city not the nice cobblestone european street part of the city so we have no idea what we're doing and it's now like 1240. It's 1240, 1245. We're asking guys on the road, Mashrutka, Signari, and they're just like pointing in one direction, like which basically saying going down the road. So I did know that we had to go to a, we we're supposed to go to a different metro station. We had gone to this, this one that the taxi driver dropped us off at. We don't know whether he was trying to hook us up to go with his friends or what. We're still unsure of that. We'll never know. But then we flag down another taxi and say, can you take us to this metro station? Because we figured, all right, up there, the mashrukas are going to make sense. That's where we're supposed to go in the first place. And I was just one metro station up. And we get in with him. And he takes us up there. And long story short, we still can't find it. We don't know where we're going. We can't find this Mashruka station anywhere. And we're wandering around. And we're walking. And it's like 95 degrees. And... 
no one is speaking it's English. It's frustrating. We have no idea what's going on. We we see so we start walking. We see all these little mini buses, but they're all privately owned. Like we, I guess, assumed it was going to be a bus that would stick out like a public bus, but they're all privately owned. And um, you know, all of them are saying Mestia, and Mestia is this other town that that you know was nine hours away. We knew we didn't want to get on that, but um, you know, also the Georgian alphabet is not. Roman letters. So some said Mesti in Roman letters, but all the other ones said stuff we couldn't understand. So we're just walking, walking, walking. We're asking people, Signari, Signari, and they just keep pointing us down. We found out that each little kind of depot was for Mashrutka's going to different areas. So finally we got to the Signari one, but there was one, and we had missed the one o'clock, and the guy said he wasn't going till 3 p.m. So we were a bit perturbed yeah. at that point. And not to mention that, like, the actual Mashruka station was, like, in a dirt parking lot that had, like, one little sign that said minibus or something. So it was really hard to find. And if you, if we had to tell some of you how to find it, I still think it would not be easy for anyone to find it. But anyway. So we're, we're <laughs> bummed. But this is where the story turned. And this is one of the reasons we travel. Is, you know, we're sitting there like, well, I guess we're waiting until 3 p.m. We didn't want to leave this area because we're like, well, if we get out of here, are we even going to get back here? So, like, we're going to sit on this curb uh, in this outdoor market with people all over the place for two hours. Not an our idea of fun. And um, this guy finally comes up to me. This, this younger guy comes up named Misha. And he comes up and he says, hey, do you, you know, in halting English, but do you need a Mashrutka to Signari? And I said, yeah. He said, come with me. And I'm thinking, oh, great. <laughs> Here you know, we there's going to be another guy putting our bags in a car full of trash. And uh, But no, he, he explained to me that his father had a Mashrutka and was going to be going to Signari at 145. Why? I still don't know. I could not get this information out of him. It's supposed to go at 1, 3, 5, and 7. <laughs> this one was going at 145. Hey, Good news to us because I didn't want to sit in the blaring sun and wait until 3 p.m. Yeah. So we're like, fine. We get in. We knew we were in good hands with him, you know, this and that. And so we get in. And, and then it, it's still only like 120, you know, so we still have about 30, 25 minutes to wait. And he, you know, I pick a seat at the front of the bus because it's not air conditioned. It's it's just it's not a nice bus. It's just like being crammed in a bus in a, in a van filled with people. So I wanted to sit yeah, in the front. Yeah, one of those 15 passenger vans. Yeah. But imagine it's like a 1988 Ford uh-huh. Econoline. line. It's not a Ford, but, you know, it's... um. Yeah, you're you're shoved in there. Yeah. And we knew there was gonna be and, a lot of people coming. And this on was this. all for the experience. This and saving a- ourselves roughly sixty dollars. Well, and so we could get a podcast out of it. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, <laughs> so we get in and Heather wants to be in the front. She doesn't want to get sick, so we're like sitting in the in the front seat behind the driver. And but of course, instead of getting in and sitting next to me, like Travis talking to this guy, Misha, you know, to be friendly and find out all sorts of information with his million questions that he wants to know about the Meshruka and the root and whatever. So I'm sitting there and then the person next to me realizes that Trav's with me. So he moves so that Trav can sit next to me. So, you know, I'm just sitting there kind of like reading on my my iPad, waiting for the, the minibus to move on out to Signagi, and what should happen but an altercation. Yeah, so we get in, and um, the last person to get in then, or, or a lady gets in, and she's just pretty nice, and she's like, what does she say to you? She well, says, she didn't say anything to me at first. She was obviously speaking in Georgian, so I didn't understand, but she was like, her bag was sitting next to me on the bench seat, but I thought, it was like she wanted to take the seat I had been saving for Trav. So then she starts talking in Georgian and then she starts talking to other people like the the driver of the bus. And so I'm getting like, oh, no, what's happening? And I'm trying to relay the message that like the seat is saved. But 
apparently what had happened is that she had left her bag on the seat and then gone off to buy a snack or something and, and had reserved this seat by placing her bag there. So then she says to me in perfect English, I booked this seat. Yeah. And which was a shock because even Misha, who was, you know, helping us yeah. out, wasn't, I mean, his English wasn't bad. It wasn't great. She said it like perfect. Yeah. So, I, like, and, you know, and uh, I was just really confused. I was like, okay, okay. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can see here. But she was clearly a little bit flustered. And she seemed a little upset with us. Yeah. And... <laughs> We're like, okay. So then Heather was sitting on the window. I was in the middle. And then this lady who was seemed upset with us was sitting next to us. And the van pulls out. The Mashruka pulls out. And we're going. And I'm thinking. It's a two and a half hour ride. Oh, man. Two and a half hour ride. Everyone's crammed in here. Uh, let's just hope we get to where we need to go. Uh, thankfully, we're on this Mashruka. And it's going the right way. And Misha speaks English. And he's in the front. He can talk to his dad if anything happens. And this lady's fanning herself, and it's and it's hot in here. And I almost thought, you know, I should say something like to maybe break the ice. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's pretty hot. Like, just something that, like friendly, because I felt this like little bit of tension, and I don't <laughs> like that at all. I don't like confrontation. I don't like tension. But I didn't. I didn't say anything until she turned to me about what twenty minutes into the trip, half yeah. hour into the trip, and she says, "Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you one question?" I thought. Uh, <laughs> what is sure. this question going to be? <laughs> yeah, and she just said, where are you from? And we said, oh, we're from America. We live in Philadelphia, this and that. And so we start having a conversation with her. And she's actually, you know, she's very, very nice, very yeah, sweet. Yeah, and she wasn't mean to begin with, but she was obviously flustered and wanted her seat. And so she even said to me, like, after we'd been talking for a few minutes, she's like, I'm really sorry. I think I made a bad impression on you. And, like, her English is perfect. Her English is so good. I'm like, and it was quite shocking yeah, for us because really we shocking. hadn't spoken to anyone in Georgia yet whose English was that good and that kind of um, proper we yeah. should say. So, you know, I was like, of course, it's no problem. I'm sorry there was a, you know, mistake with the seats. And so we're just talking to her and she's really sweet and she's sharing, you know, information about her family and her children and, and Georgia and, and all sorts of stuff. And she's just a really nice person. So we're sitting there and, you know, we're about now an hour and a half into the two and a half hour drive. And she's saying that she's going out to the countryside to see her mother, you know, for the weekend and her son is there. And so it's right next to Signagi. Yeah. And so we just and it was great. And it was it was passing the time. And, um, you know, we were stopping every like 20 minutes to let people off and jam people in. And luckily, we were the three in the front. So, you know, every time I look back, <laughs> more people were jammed in and they looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt kind of bad because us three that were in the front bench were, you know, pretty well off and, en and enjoying our ride. And um, finally, so then we were talking and. And she asks, I said, oh, well, can I see if my cell phone works? I just got this SIM card. And, um, you know, why don't you give me your um, Georgia number? Because she had said, oh, you know, maybe we should try to meet in Tbilisi. When we come back to Tbilisi, we're telling her yeah, plans and stuff like that. because she was talking about her, her kids. Well, she herself is like in her 40s, late 40s. And so she has children who are like a 10-year-old and then a college graduate and then a 19-year-old. And she said her daughter speaks really good English and she knows her 19-year-old daughter would love to meet us. So if we're back in Tbilisi, you know, maybe we can meet up. Yeah, and we thought, uh, okay, cool. So, so I said, yeah, I'll, let me try to text you to even see if the SIM card works. We haven't used it yet. And so she gives me her number and I text and she gets it. And we're like, oh, it was funny because we were sitting right next to each <laughs> other. So it's like when people first got cell phones, like, oh, look at this. And um, then she texts me back and she says, would you like to come to my mother's house 
for a rest. And I saw it and I was like, you know, she texted me. She <laughs> yeah. didn't ask me. So I looked She's at it. She's being cheeky. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, um, well, we, and I'm sitting there thinking, I, so I said, oh, wh- what do you mean? Like, like now? And she's like, yeah, you know, before m- my mother's house is before Signari. Uh, so if you want to get off there with me, you know, we can get off and you can come for rest, be an hour. And I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, I wouldn't mind doing this, but we, it was a pain in the butt getting on this Mashrutka. We yeah. know this is going to drop us off in the middle of Signari because we, you know, this is where it's going to go. And then we can find our hotel from there. And I don't know about all this. And so she was like, well, I can help you get the next Meshruka that's coming through, which will be like an hour and a half after this one drops us off. And it comes right past my house. She kept saying, like, it's right past my house. But you never know in these situations if right past their house really means like it stops outside her house. Right. So, so you know, Trav's like looking over at me and he's like, should we do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Heather kept saying, yeah, sure. Why not? Like she wanted to do it. And I thought... You know, we had been told this is this was our rule. I was I was alluding to in the beginning that whenever you get invited into someone's home or to to a party or something like that, we always try, if if at all possible, to never turn it down when you're traveling because that's when these experiences happen. And you never know. You know, this is like a, a really authentic experience. You don't know where it's going to lead. It might not be the best. It might, but usually that's you know that's one of the reasons we like to travel. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this is our rule. And everyone said, like, if you get invited into a Georgian home, like, everyone will invite you in a home in Georgia. So if you get invited, just do it. We had been, you know, you can read that on Wiki Travel. Everyone echoes that. So I thought, we got to do this. But I kept, then I kept thinking, oh, it's going to be such a pain. It's going to be such a pain to get another Mashrutka. Oh, I don't want to deal Travis. with this. And I kept, looking for reasons to say no and and i probably and i almost and she even said you know i understand if you guys are tired or you're, or you're pressed for time like that's okay that's okay because we kind of had already said yes you're like yeah okay fine we'll come but i she kept giving us outs for like the next 20 25 minutes and every time i almost took him and said you know what we're, we're just gonna go thank you so much we're gonna go to signari like maybe we can meet up with you later and i have i don't know why i didn't i think i didn't because of you because you kept saying like no let's just go let's just go you're really open to it and really uh, well if we're gonna be on a mishruka it. instead of having a personal driver and we meet an incredibly nice woman who speaks perfect english then yeah i mean why would we say no? Yeah, so I'm glad you were following the rule and um, you pushed me to do it. And so we decided, sure, we did, we'll do it. So we got, you know, we get off the Meshruka at well, her house. Well, first of all, she, the, how to stop the Meshruka is just by asking the driver to stop the Meshruka. So <laughs> she asked the driver to stop. It literally was outside of her house. Then she proceeded to pay for our right. Meshruka bus, which, she, you she know, wouldn't let us she pay. wouldn't let us pay. Just super nice. So then we get off and we literally walk across the street and here is like her mother's country house, which is like a very rustic house. You know, it's Yeah, there's no there's like an outhouse. Um there is electricity, but there's no like, you know, running water all the time and all, and that's common and it's in the country. And but it's big and um the the driver we learned later, Irma, which is her name, I guess we could say that Irma is the one whose house we went to and who invited us. She told us later, yeah, the driver kept making sure like he was very tentative about letting you guys get off with me because he wanted to make sure that we we're going to get to where we needed to go <laughs> because he, you know, his son Misha had helped us and yeah. they were there and they were really, so that was really nice too, that they were really worried that we might not find our way to Signari as well. So, you know, but she, 
allayed their fears by basically, I guess, telling them the plan, which we didn't know at that point. We assumed the plan was still to get a Mashrutka about an hour, hour and a half later. So we go into her, her mom's home. We sit outside and they offer us some like Her drinks. son is there, Luca, who's really shy and very cute. And he's about, I don't know, nine, nine or ten. And, you know, we're just sitting there and then all of a sudden here comes like a feast yeah, well, her mother speaks no English. None. But is the cutest lady you ever meet. And, you know, they're, they're, she had told us, Irma had told us before, and like, my mom just moved out here. Like, don't expect anything nice, but I think we'll be comfortable enough to rest. So we're sitting out on their outdoor, like, veranda, their patio, and they're getting us some drinks. And then they're asking us if we've had these different types of Georgian foods already in, the, in our first three days. And like, no. And like, we haven't had King Kali, which is like the, the dumplings. Dumpling. And all, and all of a sudden, her mom, like, she brings out, like, a salad with tomatoes mm-hmm. and onions and cucumbers. Like, oh, thank you so and, much. And then Irma's like, oh, no, I forgot the bread on the on the mushruka. She had brought bread to have at her mother's house, and she, you know, forgot it. So then she's like, oh, I have to call my uncle. Maybe he can get bread or my neighbors and all this stuff. And we're like, listen, we don't need anything. It's fine. Yeah, and so they bring out their homemade wine, and then the mom skitters off somewhere, and we're like, oh, Jeez, what is going to happen here? Like we kind of knew what was going to happen, that they were going to have us this huge feast for us. I mean, you could just see the way things are going. So they bring out a little food at first. Long story short, 20 minutes later, there is a full-blown feast on the table. Uh, I mean, literally enough to feed 12 people. Yeah. And, and there, there is was, her mother, yeah. Irma, her son, Luca, was just watching TV and coming out and smiling at us every once in a while. Heather and I... And then her uncle shows up with about seven loaves of this bread. <laughs> he doesn't speak English at all either. His name is Tango. <laughs> Supposedly, and, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly his name is Tango. And he's an ex-cop in the area. He's retired. And he comes in. Yeah. And- well, he comes in and like, you know, comes in through the gate. And Irma looks at us and she's so cute. She's like, I have a surprise for you, is what she says. So apparently her uncle has come with bread. Of course. That was one of the surprises. But, but also, the bigger, surprise, the bigger surprise was that he was going to take us to this really nice monastery right, you know, near their house before you get to Signagi that we had never heard of. But she had told us about on the bus. And she's like, are you going to go here? And we're like, oh, we don't even know where this is. So he's, she's like, yeah, he has a Jeep. So he will take us after we eat. So, you know, we're sitting there and we're just talking and Irma's like translating everything. And, and, and we learn in Georgia, there's a custom that when you are at someone's house, they pour wine for you and then they make a toast and then you must drink the entire glass of wine. Yeah. And after the toast, right after the shot. So, you know, we're sitting there, we're all like drinking wine and like she's toasting and it's just really sweet. And And then her mom's toasting and and then we're toasting and and it's all getting translated. And we did find out that Irma was, this is a really cool part story, that Irma was a, is an English teacher for elementary school children. Yeah. But then again, she was so cute about it because she's like, we asked her what she did and she's like, oh, I am ashamed to say what I do. And I was thinking, oh no, what is she going to say? And she's like, I'm ashamed to say that I teach English. I'm an English teacher. And we're like, why are you ashamed to say that? She's like, because my English isn't good enough. And we're like, your English is as good yeah, as our and, English. And she was worried. She said, I only ever like teach little kids. And she actually said to us, you're the very first native English speakers I've ever talked to. And I was so scared to say anything to you in the beginning 
because I've never spoken to a native English speaker and I was sitting on the bus for the first 15 minutes and I kept thinking, I really want to speak to them. They're native English speakers. I can't do it. When will I ever get this chance again? And obviously, like, I'm glad that she was more, um, you know, had more, uh, you know, kind of, what am I trying Gumption to say? Gumption yeah, to or, speak to us because we, you didn't say anything to her. I was going to say I had more balls, but I was trying oh, to be yeah. polite <laughs> gumption to, to come and speak to us because we didn't speak to her because I was, you know, nervous or whatever. Um, and so we find all that out and... Anyway, we were eating this feast. This feast goes on for about an hour and a half. Her mother had gone. There's one person who makes hinkali in the village, in the t- in this area. A she, neighbor. I, I, why, how they had it, I don't know. Or maybe they had just made it. She comes back with this tray of probably 40 dumplings. And <laughs> there's five of us. And Irma eats one. Heather eats two. Tango eats like four, five. And I like have to eat four or five just to... Yeah, I have put a to dent into put it. a dent in this. So we had this huge, awesome feast, and just wine, a, food. An outpouring of generosity for these people to let us into their homes and then to be so happy that they've met us when we're so happy that we've met them. I mean, this is just such a nice thing for someone to do. I mean, can you imagine meeting somebody on a bus in Philadelphia and then just being like, hey, come to my house? And then they do. I mean, I, it's... I, I mean, not something that Americans are especially used right, right to. down to Irma's mom, then taking us like to her her garden and showing us like her biggest pumpkin that she was so proud of, <laughs> which was a huge pumpkin. And, you know, giving Heather like they we were trying to then go to go to the monastery with Tango and she's giving us like fruit to take with us for the yeah, car ride. Apples, you know, fresh from the the tree that had like a stem and a leaf on it still that looked so pretty. And then I'm like getting into the back of Tango's Soviet era Jeep that he's so proud of. Yes, the Soviet Lada Jeep, <laughs> which is awesome. And I'm like crawling into the back seat and she's handing me like handfuls of nuts just like acorns and nuts that have fallen from the tree and like she gives me one handful and i put it in my bag and then she's like putting her hands through the window to give me more i mean it was so cute it was so cute it was awesome we get in tango's lada his soviet uh lada and he's driving us all over the place through these mountains and and on we're going to this monastery and it's funny because he doesn't really speak any english um, and he also, what I noticed too, I was sitting up front with him and Heather and Irma and her son Luke were in the back and everyone in Georgia, not everyone, but he just like throws the seatbelt over him, but doesn't hook it in. <laughs> so it looks like he's wearing a seatbelt so we won't get pulled over. But we're driving by and every time, you know, he sees a mountain, he just points to a high mountain and he just yells like, Kilimanjaro! <laughs> and then just starts laughing. And that's He was based, a jolly soul. He was a big, jolly man. And uh, he takes us to the monastery. Irma kind of gives us this, this whole uh, history of the monastery. We go to this monastery we never would have found on our own side of the mountain. Absolutely and beautiful. And one of the most beautiful monasteries that we saw. I mean, it was really pretty. Yeah, it was awesome. And then they, they drive. So we say, okay, you know, um, and like, all right, we're going to take you to Signari. Obviously, you know, you're not going to catch Mashruko. We would never hear of that. And this is a whole plan, I think, that Irma had been setting up once she knew we were kind of going to come. And that's yeah. why I'm really glad over those 20 minutes when she kept kind of giving us ways to get out that I almost took that we didn't. And one of the things you even said to me, you were like, you kind of whispered to me, like, I think she's planning stuff. Yeah. Um, and this 
you know, was all planned that we weren't ever going to catch a mash root cut there. They would never let hear of us <laughs> doing that. And so they took us to Signari, but of course our guest house wasn't on the main road and they're driving us all the way through. Oh my gosh. And then we, we find our find guest it. house. I don't know how we would have found it if we just gotten off the bus, you know, like a normal person in the center square. It was kind of difficult to find. And so they were redoing some of the roads. So it would have been hard to find. So fortunately we had them with us because they're just like pulling over on the side of the road, asking any Georgian they see where the name of this guest house is. That Tango's we going driving to. down these like little alleys that I didn't think we'd even fit down and we're popping out and we finally find the guest house. And, uh, and they were just, I think, and they, I think expected that we'd be staying at a, a hotel, like maybe a nicer hotel. <laughs> I don't know why they expect that. Cause we were riding the Mashrutka. This was our, um, <laughs> this was our budget day. And uh, we were staying at this guest house, and I think th- they were even like a little worried. Yeah, like, like what uh, is this guest house, and why are you, sure are you, you guys staying, are staying here? here? And I mean, it was a nice enough guest house, but I didn't love it or anything. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty incredible afternoon that started out in chaos and ended on a really high note. Yeah, and I would say that as the day was going on, I kept saying to Heather, do you think this is our top travel experience of all time because we've done another podcast of our top travel days you know just just these days that we had you know if you and and one of the top ones was this crazy day that we had in montenegro so if you haven't listened to that podcast go check that out um where we find ourselves with these people who don't speak english on the hillside in coder montenegro drinking rakia and and doing and stuff like that and this i think spoiler alert if we do this again might be my number one travel day that we've ever had. And it was just because it started, we we're like, oh, this, you know, this stinks and we can't find this. And then within two hours of us not, you know, not even knowing in the Mashruko as we were at someone's house having a feast and having this really authentic travel experience. So um, you really can't beat that. And I think that is the overarching morale to the story. The reason why we travel, you know, that kind of encapsulated is the fact that you know, it, it really is, we kind of use the term travel is life, well, we do use the term travel is life unscripted. And it has its highs and its lows, but the highs are so amazing. And I think the goodness of people is really the moral of the story yeah, is that really... you never know what you're going to get, but 99% of the time we have amazing experiences. Yeah, the, the it really shines through that you can find people in the world who are just genuinely nice, good people. And it's nice to be reminded of that. And when we're traveling, you know, it's so fun to have these experiences, even if some of it was a mishap, but it's a good story, first of all. And like, what's the worst that's really going to happen? You know, we miss this mashruka or we have to get a driver. And even like the second taxi we took was like offering to drive us all the way to Signagi for like 40 US dollars. So, I mean, at the very worst, we could have done something like that. So it's like a good reminder that no matter what you do, it's probably going to work out when you're traveling. And I think the older I get, the more a little neurotic I get with that. I kind of for- I forget that. Like, okay, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, I keep thinking, well, we got to get here. And what if this doesn't work out? What that? And then when you just let it happen and you go with it and you follow the travel rule that if you're invited into someone's home or to a party or something like that, and you know, obviously if you feel comfortable enough and it's a safe situation and all, but if, if you're invited in one of these situations as much as you can, take it, take it, take it, because that ended up being one of the highlights of our trip in Georgia. And when Absolutely. we talk more about Georgia... 
This happened more than once. Yeah, it happened more than once. Like it happened on the, our third day in Georgia, and we're like, "This is amazing. This is the best. Like, this is this probably won't happen again the rest of the trip." And it's still the most special because it happened first, and Irma is such a Irma is such a wonderful person. But then it it happened so many other times while we were in Georgia. This country is filled with generous, sweet, good natured people. So if you're given the opportunity, follow our travel rule. If you're inviting someone's home just or to dinner, yes. just say yes. Follow that travel rule. If you feel that nagging, like, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be more complicated. Don't bail out like I wanted to do. Be like Heather and be like, I'm just going to go for it. And uh, you're probably going to have an amazing time. So just want to tell you that story. It was, it was awesome for us. We are going to give you a lot more Georgia travel tips. We will tell you about some of the other times that we got invited to people's homes. We're going to do a whole recap of useful information, places to stay, what to see, all that kind of stuff when we do our Destinations Diary Republic of Georgia podcast. (laughs) And uh, we really did fall in love with that country. So again, spoiler alert, we love it. There's going to be a lot of great information in there. But we wanted to pass this along because it gets lost sometimes. This idea that why we travel isn't always the beautiful sunsets and the Eiffel Tower and the things like that, although that's amazing, but it's also these cultural experiences and it's the people that you run into and it's these high highs that you never would have ever, like we could have never scripted this. We would have had no idea we'd meet someone who we thought was mean on a mass Absolutely not. And ended up at their house an hour and a half lady later with their mom who spoke no English, eating dumplings and drinking homemade wine. No, you definitely would not expect that to happen. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Don't forget, if you're looking for a travel backpack, the one that was with me on that Mashrutka as we were going out to Signari was my Tortuga. So check that out, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. If you want to hop on our email newsletter, um, don't forget to, you can text the word from right from your phone, peanuts, P-E-A-N-U-T-S. I didn't make you spell it this time, Hath to 33444. So just text peanuts to 33444. That'll get you on our email newsletter list. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. Once we get home from Greece and from London and from this trip, we've got a lot of cool stuff planned. So hop on the email newsletter list there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support as always. Thanks for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.